This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins Barreling down I-35 with one thought on my mind Forget the race, find an open space, be that city No, we'll start with the email Hey! Hey everybody, just getting some things in line to bring you another great edition of Other Side of Texas. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us here. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson. We are where Buddy Holly became famous, AM580 Studios here in Lubbock or Leave It, Texas, broadcasting from the racer car wash studios voted lubbock's best wash for five years running stop into one of five convenient locations across hub city for the best wash around and it's supposed to rain tomorrow in lubbock unless that lubbock that force field that comes up in lubbock and just drives all the rain back uh, you can go in get it washed and then you'll get your rain check and you'll be able to go back if in fact it does and god willing it will rain some more except please lord don't let it rain anymore on people who cannot maintain their property because the weeds in lubbock are out of control and here's another thing while i'm thinking about it's out of control in lubbock like i get it we want to present ourselves to be Uh, we invented ronald reagan in our basement Uh, we are the most conservative of conservatives whoever conservatively lived on this planet i get it but this like listen to bob barker have your pets spayed and neutered and i bring all that up to say i live in an older neighborhood and just stop feeding the cats and they'll go somewhere else or just take them in and have them spayed and neutered or just make them go away like that is a whole thing i I can't every time i go outside there's a cat except for whenever my mighty winston runs them off it is out of control i want to do a whole show on on the liberal policies that people enforce in their own neighborhoods in lubbock to let cats like let's see how many cats we can have in one neighborhood in lubbock drives me crazy and the second thing is the weeds tend to your stuff man Uh, starting with a little chip on my shoulder makes me feel a little bit better Uh, open the show great question from Lori. jay we listen to the show at the office and we really appreciate all the okay appreciate you listening and then that's kind thank you Lori. and okay so to get down into the email it just came in it's a good it's something i hadn't covered before and i i think that you deserve to know Lori asking how we got the name other side of texas and 
So, I if you're if you've followed me at all, you know that we used to do a show called West Texas Drive. And I talk a lot about state politics. I'm really intrigued by state politics. I think, again, it is the most influential form of government in your day-to-day life. And in in our day-to-day life. Uh, 55 cents of every dollar you put out there on your property taxes goes to your school. The legislature has come up short on their end of the bargain. So that I think it's going to be... Uh, we're paying in 62% and the state's paying in 38% uh, by the end of 2019. They've balanced their budgets on our property taxes. That's just one example. Now, I could run through a litany, but I want to get to answering your question. I seriously considered running for the legislature uh, this past session. Uh, or this past year so we stopped doing other side of texas and uh, my my former co-host clifford big boy wilkes and um and we stopped that i believe in september so about a year ago i began to get in shape began to get consultants together and in the middle of that had a couple of epiphanies and it's uh, the story's there on the website i think in uh, the first slider that comes up you can click on it um i decided i really had a conviction that that being behind microphones and cameras i might be able to provide a little bit of a service and quite frankly have more fun and be more effective and so that's what i did i decided to hold off and it was my absolute intent to run but then i decided to hold off and to jump in to some of this other stuff one of my buddies last night sent me a sent me a text of uh, uh garth brooks singing unanswered prayers on um with regard to me not running and us being able to cover regor gate especially regent gate um but how this all started was whenever i decided that you know what a more effective way of quite frankly a more fun way uh, to do all this would be to do a radio show but i want to do it from we don't talk about astroturf here i talk about things very plainly at least i try to and so it's not like chamber of commerce in it and we talk from a from a new voice i hope that those of you who enjoy the program have found that to be true and so I call my buddy Jed, my buddy Jed Taylor, a tech, a tech alum who I met at Tech. And there's only one Jed Taylor in the world, and I keep touch with him. Anytime I've got like this spark that I need to grow into a fire, I call the most creative person I know, and it's Jed Taylor. Matter of fact, I think it's atxjed.com is where you can find Jed Taylor. Does a bunch of cool murals in, in Austin, and the dude just, he's great. And so I'm, I'm not surprised that he's had the success that he's had. And so I call Jed Taylor and I say, listen, I want to do something from a rural perspective to speak from a rural perspective with some West Texicanism, um, some populism, but I don't want the name to say rural because that's a hard word to say rural, rural, like rural Texas. 
and he said well what are you thinking and i said i don't know i mean there has what's another way jed to say rural texas uh, west texas and he said um he threw out a couple i said no no i need to find a way to say something like the other side of texas like here's the side of texas that doesn't get enough attention we don't talk about enough something like the other side of texas to which jed taylor responded and said that's a great bleeping name right there that's a podcast i'd listen to other side of texas so Lori, that's how it came about i decided to roll with it and say that's what we'll do we'll call it other side of texas and people in north texas kind of in a demographic like lubbock uh, in around the hub city that whether that be north texas or south texas or east texas uh, or down into the valley where people can listen and say you know what because and here's a great example lots of people having this conversation i was in the barber shop today you know i'm not gonna i'm just gonna vote for cruz because i need to vote against beto that seems to be a popular opinion because they know that cruz doesn't vote for them but they're going to vote for cruz well i ask this question why in the world is it that binary choice of we're going to vote against people and therefore vote for people that won't vote for us like in my mind in some democrats who listen to the program appreciate you listening i always try to be respectful of those opinions but why can't you have a pro-life pro-gun guy who believes in public education and believes in the power of smart efficient government to create seven dollars out of every public dollar that that's the way the state was built especially in the mid 20 uh, the mid yeah the mid 20th century uh, that's why there was a texas tech that's why they invested those dollars the way that they did and actually that's how the whole lubbock economy works and i don't understand how we've gotten into this place where i'm gonna vote against my interests because there's not an alternative and i hope i hope that in just to be a part of the conversation that we can all begin to get to a place where we can vote and i realize that some of you think that some of you may believe that ben o'rourke really upholds your interests and okay but i think by and large that's not the case and people are freezing cold not yet uh people are voting in such a way that they're just losing ground and we hope on the other side of texas that we can give the other side's perspective and uh again uh, that uh, that's a long answer to a short question Lori. but that's how we got here uh we are going to get on the road here ross ramsey executive editor of the texas tribune big event last night in texas that will st- just shook the political ground across the state get in with ross ramsey on that and then later on uh, gonna get into well, several things it's going to be a great show stick right where you are right here ostx be back in a couple of minutes right here on am 580 all i know is you gotta keep trying you gotta laugh now and then to keep from crying the only sure thing is texas and i 
Hey, welcome back in here on the other side of Texas, brought to you by the law firm of Mullen Horton Brown LLP. We'll have David Langston from Mullen Horton Brown on tomorrow, answer some lawyering questions here on the show with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas. They employ creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. Each week we have my political counselor. He is from the Texas Tribune, the executive editor of the Texas Tribune. He is Ross Ramsey. Ross Ramsey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Uh, doing, doing good on a, this edition folks driving home kind of got worked up in the first segment there but i'm going to calm down but i was awfully worked up last night ross i tend to spectacularize things but you've been watching these things for 40 years so as we get into texas politics last night there's a senate there are 31 senate districts in texas right a senate district that i guess since forever has been democratic maybe before reconstruction i don't even know what yeah, it goes it goes it goes back and back and back the senate district does but it with, does. within the past couple of decades has been a democratic stronghold has yeah, uh, it's, it's been redrawn from time to time it's hard to compare but you know this part of the state has been you know goes back to yellow dog democrat days and mm-hmm. um part of it you know the west texas part of this district it stretches from san antonio almost to el paso the West Texas part of this district, or that big middle chunk, is less populated but more conservative. So, you know, the way you win a race here, if you're a Democrat, is you win it on the, you win it in San Antonio and um, help to outnumber all of the people in the rural areas. Yeah. So we're talking about Senate District 19, and last night Pete Flores, a Republican, retired game warden, took down former. Congressman Pete Gallego, the Democrat, in that race. Now, Ross, for those who don't follow Texas politics closely, explain what's happened within the context of the Texas Senate, and then let's draw that out a bit into how it may change things going into the next legislature so far as a Senate and a House that are always duking it out. So the Texas Senate has 31 members. They have a rule that says you have to have, on most issues, you have to have three-fifths of the members who are there in order to bring up something for debate. In other words, three-fifths of the members have to say, yeah, bring it up for debate. I may or may not be for it, but we'll hear that issue. So two-fifths of the members, if you read that back, can block an issue from coming up for debate. Right now, the Republicans outnumber the Democrats 20 to 11. So they, on partisan issues, have their three-fifths built in. And, you know, part of what was at issue here was, does that Republican buffer stay the same or not? Um, But by taking away a seat from the Democrats, the Republicans got an insurance vote. So now they enter the November elections, and they have two seats, and some would argue three seats, where Republican senators could be successfully challenged by Democrats. So... 
if you're looking at this one race at a time, you may feel one way or the other about the candidates involved. But if you look at it as at the Senate as a whole, if the Democrats were able to win two or three seats away from the Republicans, this three-fifths rule that's so important in how the Senate conducts its business would then be in bar- bipartisan play. The Republicans wouldn't be able to do anything without at least one Democrat coming over to their side. So we go into the elections yesterday thinking, well, this is a Democratic seat. If the Democrats hold on to it, then these two, then at least two of these three elections in November, and those are the seats in Dallas of uh, Don Huffines in Fort Worth, or the Tarrant County of uh, Connie Burton, and down in the Houston area of Joan Huffman. Uh, then that could make those November elections really interesting and, in the greater scheme of things, really consequential. You could pull the Senate a little bit back toward the Democratic end of the spectrum. It's way out on the Republican end of the spectrum. But the Republicans pulled an upset last night and got an insurance vote, and so the Democrats, in order to you know make that grand scheme come off, would have to win all three of these contested seats, and the chances of that are much slimmer than winning one or two of them would yeah. have been big i think a lot of people say unexpected now uh chairman hinojosa of the democrat texas democrats sending out an email and ross i i know that you don't like to to necessarily get into partisanship here and i'm not asking you to but claiming that uh they lost that seat because and i'm reducing it correct me if i'm wrong the texas democrats lost the race because greg abbott was able to appoint the time in which this election would take place and the election was effectively stolen because it was a special election you know abbott played by the rules and the rules allow a governor to set a special election whenever you know i mean within the constraints set by the legislature you know the legislature voted those laws into place and the governor followed those laws so you know you can say that that gives a governor you know too much power over when elections are held um that's been an argument as long as we've had governors but greg abbott put this one where he put it and the republicans did a better job of turning out their voters this is a district where in a regular general election you know, a quarter of a million people vote in this district because it's a big Senate district. But yeah. in a special election, you only get uh, 43 or 44,000 votes, as you got last night. So you're dealing with a much smaller piece of the electorate, and the Republicans are better at turning out their voters than the Democrats are, or at least they were last night in this election in uh, SD19. Yeah, so what I would say about as i saw it is that it shifts the dynamics of the house again ross ramsey executive editor of the text tribune joining us here but there's this battle between the house and the senate Uh, house members effectively report to more people superintendents mayors county commissioners than senators typically have to do because they have such huge districts these well I, I would you know they, the senators report to a greater number of those people but they also can sort of balance out one end of their district against another one house house members are in smaller areas where the sometimes the the fighting is a little more intense yeah yeah fair enough so, but they're gonna they're gonna take those conversations well, I want to say more seriously, but whenever you've got a superintendent of a huge school district in your district as a House member, you're going to take that conversation with with a lot more 
you're going to heat it a lot more than you might if you were a senator in that situation. But I cite superintendents to say, you know, battles about property taxes and property tax reform and caps and how you've had rural county commissioners, you've had rural officials come forward and say, do not put down those caps on us. Uh, that seems to be fair game now. That it seems, it seems that Dan Patrick, who presides over the Senate as lieutenant governor, is going to be in a position for a supermajority. Well, he already has a supermajority. I think the deal last night was that the Democrats' ability to dilute that or to threaten that, you know, they fell a step back. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, in that, and we'll transition here in just a second, but Patrick, in his comments last night saying... Um, if you think Hispanic Texans across this state are going to vote, and this is your Patrick Svitek there tweeting this out, if you think Hispanic Texans across this state are going to vote for abortion, open borders, to take your guns away, to raise your taxes, well, the message was sent tonight, and that is no. Uh, that's something that Patrick said for a long time. It seems as though it resonated there in Senate District 19. Yeah, they won fair and square. They won straight up. They won a six by six percentage points. Um, they lost in Bear County, the biggest county. But like I said at the beginning, they won strong in some of the rural district, run some of the rural counties in this district, uh, particularly in Medina County, and in Atascosa County or Atascosa, yeah, County, um, and outran Gallego's advantage in Bear County. So. Um, they won fair and square, and they've got the first Hispanic Republican in the Texas Senate, and they have cemented, you know, or or at least decreased the chances that they're going to lose their uh, important supermajority in the Texas Senate. And so, if your hope is, or if your if your hope was that the conservatives could hold on here, you had a really great night. And if your hope was that the moderate Republicans um, or the Democrats might um, be able to pull the Senate back a little bit to rein them in a little bit. You suffered a big setback last night. So that, but do you agree that that event last night was very consequential into helping shape and form the next legislature with that insurance yeah, I think, vote? I think it leaves the I think it leaves the Texas Senate where it was. You know, if you uh, if anybody who was trying to change the um, the tenor of you know, um, the political tenor of the Senate, you know, was hoping for a different result last night. Anybody who was hoping to preserve the the political tenor of the Senate, you know, the political mix over there, had a big win last night. Um, so if you were in the change business, um, you want to, you know, you turn your attention to the House and, you know, to the Speaker's race. On the other hand, if you want the House to fall more in line with the Senate, you're going to do the same thing. I think either way, you know, both sides are going to turn the Senate fight, you know, abates a little bit, and the House fight uh, picks up a little bit of importance and steam. Ross, uh, one thing that I want to point out before we do, we, eventually we will pivot here, but I'm getting my political counseling from you. Uh, lots of people raising cane today that Pete Gallego had $125,000 left in his political checking account, in his campaign account, 
that uh, Flores outplayed him in TV markets. What do you make of Gallego not going all the way in this? Was that some political Well, we haven't seen or? a report yet that says what his cash balance was. So okay. that's, you know, there's some speculation there. It's clear the Democrats dropped the ball here and that the district that in the first round of this special election cast 59% of its votes against Republicans turned around in the runoff and cast 53% of its votes for the Republicans. That's, you know, partly, you know, salute the Republicans for getting their voters to turn out. But at the same time, you know, the Democrats didn't turn their voters out, and they deserve the blame for that. No. Something that we've talked a great deal about on this program and will, especially as January in the session comes around, Ross Ramsey of the Texas Tribune with us here is dark money involved in state politics dark money i'll let you explain it i'm going to try i was thinking about trying to explain it right here but you'll do a much better job ross ramsey the supreme court of the united states refusing to block a lower judge's ruling that nonprofit groups have to disclose the names of their con- uh, the names involved with their contributions Give us a 101 that, that on Dartmouth. That political nonprofits have to do that. Yes, yeah. So I, right, I not miss, all nonprofits. Yeah. We missed that in the tweet. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, political nonprofits. So give us an example and then talk about what kind of impact that could have going forward in Texas. Well, you know, you and I could set up a, a political nonprofit that was set up to quote-unquote educate voters, and we could – collect contributions for that nonprofit and within certain restraints um, get involved in politics run get involved in political races but until now we would not have had to disclose how much money we had where we got it and who we got it from um, so you could participate in the dark you could not you know that you that's why it's called dark money is because you could you can't see in you can't see who the donors are you can't necessarily tell what interests are trying to bend an election one way or the other uh this ruling basically says turn on the lights if you're doing a political nonprofit. um you got to show where the money came from who gave it and all of that kind of stuff so really it's the ability to participate you know without you know anonymously in politics now the people who have defended this say look the freedom of association allows you to meet privately to participate privately against people who you think might retaliate against your political participation you know the you guys can meet in the basement and plot against the british while the british are running the colonies without having to give your names back to the government that's where that idea comes from and the right to assemble and the right to speak uh, without putting your name on stuff so that your enemies can come after you is the other side of this. So one side calls it dark money, or the other side calls it freedom of association, and that's where the legal fight in this has been for years and years. But the bottom line is a lot of people in America participate in politics through these kinds of groups where they don't have to reveal their names. For many of these kinds of groups, not all of them, but for many of these kinds of groups, today's Supreme Court decision or decision not to take up a lower court's case means that those names will come out. Hmm. And how soon does that go into effect, Ross? You know, I should know that, and I don't. I think they have to start reporting it pretty pretty quickly, you know, some of them as quickly as today. Um, so there's a lot of lawyers and accountants busy filing papers today. Wow. Good day to be a lawyer and an accountant. Terrible day to be a clerk. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree. Uh, so, Ross, uh, get you out of here. But next week, a big event. And really smart, by the way, that the Texas Tribune puts together a Trib Fest. You bring in all these speakers. You, Evan Smith, a lot of people interview these. It's just a way, this is the way I read it, during a, a pretty slow news cycle, you can generate a lot of news. You're hosting it, and then you can write on it immediately. And tell us a little bit about TribFest. Well, first, I don't even know what a slow news cycle looks like anymore. Okay. Um, it's, been, it's been kind of a year. Um, yeah. TribFest is, is basically a gathering of people in politics, civics, public life, over a couple of three days. If you think of it, you know, it's kind of set up like a music festival, but it's for nerds. It's for people who want to talk about you know, all the things we're trying to do in government and public affairs and politics and everything. And we have uh, 360 speakers from all over Texas, all over the country, you know, all the way from, you know, people who, from mayors who are talking about local control all the way up to, you know, people who think that they want to run for president uh, against or in place of Donald Trump in 2020. So, you know, it's the whole gamut. It runs for three days from Thursday through Saturday of next week. And, um, you know, it's just big conversations and ideas about the biggest challenges facing the state. There's a bunch of, um, of interest tracks. So there'll be, you know, panels and uh, one-on-one interviews on public and higher education, on criminal justice, immigration, health care, energy, the environment, transportation. It's, it's the whole package. It's a whole lot of fun. The conversations that take place kind of in the on the street between, you know, this panel and that panel are always really interesting and if uh you're really into this kind of stuff it's a really really great weekend and if they are into this kind of stuff uh, tell them how they can be a part of trip fest uh just go to our website and and you can check out the program and the schedule and see how it all works and and sign up for it um depending on how you're situated the 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 cost of coming is different you know there's a rate for students there's a break if you're a member of the Tribune. Um, but, you know, go take a look at that at um, festival.texastribune.org, and uh, we'd love to have you down here. Yeah, so 27th through the... 29th. 29th there. Uh, you know, a couple things. One, you've got Pete Laney up on the stage. Congratulations. You'll be moderating a discussion with former uh, speakers of the House. Yeah, I'll have Laney and Craddock and Gib Lewis and Ben Barnes all up on stage yeah. uh, telling us how the cow eats the cabbage, I think. Yeah. And I hope. Yeah, maybe talk about each other a little bit. That'll be the interesting dynamic. <laughs> uh, so, and I was asked to put in this plug, but uh, I think in 2019, maybe Leeson and uh, uh, James Decker, mayor of Stanford, and then Jim Bradbury, a couple others, maybe we get to lead the rural panel. Just, uh, you, got a, you got a you got a carload ready to come out, huh? Yeah, we're ready. We're we're gonna we'll we'll sleep in your backyard, and uh, <laughs> we'll roll out our bed rolls in in Ross's backyard. And so you know you don't have to pay for much, and uh, you know we'll give the people what they paid for. We'll see if we'll see if the dog will have it. Maybe that's maybe that's the deal. Yeah. Well, I thought that maybe you were the dog. Maybe you were the guy to talk to about it. But <laughs> apparently, I need to talk to somebody else. Hey, uh, Ross Ramsey, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you making time, Ross, and consoling consoling me, consulting me, counseling me in all things politics. You can follow him at Ross Ramsey. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. 
Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, get on and out there with Rod. A couple of texts to get to there as well. We're going to get ourselves into a break, get you back in. We're going to talk about grand, great-grandma took down a huge gator in a little rural place north of Houston because she thought it ate her mini cow. And... Uh, <laughs> I got some Regergate stuff coming up as well. Stick right where you are, right here on the other side. Hey, here we are. This segment brought to you by Title One, Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company. Title One, and I forgot to ask Ross Ramsey if he would come. I was going to give him a personal invitation to sleep in my backyard and ask him if he were willing to, um, if he wanted to, uh, come to the regents meeting with me how great would it maybe we should have it like a giveaway like you get the opportunity to sit beside me at the next texas tech regents meeting coming up on october 4 and be able to see those eyes gaze upon me especially those 10 eyes of those five regents I forgot to ask Ross Ramsey if he wanted to do that. Title I is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time, assuming, by the way, that they're still regents by October 10, uh, by October 4 and 5. But let me get back to it. Highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty consumer and lending needs at TitleOne.com. Hey, uh, get into some Ragergate stuff with you here as we go along. Some news breaking today, and uh, I think you may be interested. Wait, hold on. Go. The special phone line is ringing. Let me get out to it now. And uh, uh, other side, is Ross, everything okay? You need to call back on something? Hello? Who is this? Uh, Hello? Jane Leeson, other side of Texas. Hello, Mr. Leeson, and how are we today up there in that most pitiable location on God's green earth, Lubbock, Texas? Uh, wow. So, here we go. Here we go. The one and only, the kindest person in the world for gracing your audience with my presence, John Shock, the finest, finest president of any academic university in this beautiful state of Texas. Wait, are you your chancellor or president? Now listen here, boy. Are you going to start off by getting smart with me or are we going to talk? I don't know. I, I had a whole show. Don't intimidate me until I leave your show. I'll leave you destitute. If I walk out, the pin of beans that holds your pitiful AM radio station up will fall down with me. Okay, so classic John Sharp on the cell phone fashion here. Uh, Beautiful uh, as always, I might add. What are, what, are you, what are you up to there, John Sharp? I'm just sitting here cleaning my old rifle. 
Well, I mean, I was about to get into it, but I, I appreciate you listening to the program. What have you been shooting? Well, I appreciate the pleasantries. Mostly coyote, varmint, quite a bit of dove action. Playing my old 44 American Oilman Edition lever action rifle. I call it Manziel because it looks real good and it makes a big damn mess of things. Wait. You call it Manziel because it looks good, but it makes a big, big mess. Okay. Uh, you heard it here. You shoot Dove with a forty-four. That's a little much, don't you think? No, I you'd bet your mama's biscuits I do. I just get them in my sight, and then boom, they disappear. Just like when I set my sights on old Chancellor. Hmm. I'm going to just let you talk here, Chancellor. Mm -hmm. not get into that okay so um we've got john sharp on a cell phone here on the show um now hold on now this morning i was handed more than a little pitiable public information request from my university yeah all these folks are as nervous as a woman of ill repute that's late to sunday school no, yeah, I mean, I've I've put in some some public information requests from your university chancellor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are are uh, those running through you? Do they run? Public? Now don't rob a wagon, master. Of course they do. There is nothing that comes through my fine university that I don't have my hands on. Wow. Okay. So that's 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 impressive. So you see all of my stuff. Uh, what do you see there? Which information requests are you going to? Let's see here. You want to know about my communication of how it's my boy Daniel? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Hodge, former chief of staff to Greg Abbott, who's now a consultant for your office at Texas A&M. Yeah, I have put in a request for Daniel Hodge. Oh, my poor memory, would you? Who is that? Uh, Daniel Hodge. Oh, is that my boy's last name? My boy Daniel. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it is. It's Daniel Hodge. Well, I didn't know that, so we're going to have to disregard that one here. You'll have to refile that under my boy Daniel. That's how I refer to all my boys. Uh, my boy Daniel is how I, I don't think legally... There you go. Put it at the top of the subject line. Or if you're putting it in the email, put it in the subject right at the top. My, my boy Daniel... Um, now, what's this one, next one here? Let's see. Now, you want to know who sat in my chancellor's box for all the home games for the 2016 and 2017 seasons? Yeah, I, I put, I've already actually gotten a response to that. Hold on, hold on just one thing, and hold you while there, Lisa. My maroon phone's ringing. Uh, let's see That here. must be important. Uh, let's see here. Uh, still got a landline in here. Uh... Daddy John Sharp speaking. Well, hello there, Johnny Steinmetz. How may I assist you? John Steinmetz? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I'm talking to that old crazy bull about Lisa now. Now, don't worry. I won't tell him what you got my Aggie coat on that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But you enjoy the game, right? What are they talking we about? We treat you right? Yeah, you're coming back in a couple of weeks, isn't that right? Mm. Good man, little Johnny. That might answer Call my boy question. Daniel for the next regent meeting. Okay, see you then. Yeah. 
Okay. Call, call, now, where were we? Call, call your boy Daniel before... You want Steinmetz to call your boy well, Daniel? What were we talking about before I had that phone call? Wait, I'm I, sorry to be so rude. I think... Th- and mute maybe, the phone like that on you, put you on hold. Well, I, I think you did yourself more disservice than, than anything else there, Chancellor. But, um, uh, yeah, back to the conversation... Daniel, you got that? We're going to go back through that here in a minute. I, I did get a response to the request for the, as you say, Chancellor box for all uh, all home games during the 2016 and 2017 seasons. Oh, yeah? And what could I have ever said? Um, it, well, the response was just a single-page PDF for box guests to your Chancellor in box to the 2016 home opener, uh, home opener, huh. and that was all. Well, now ain't that something? I guess I was just some of that. How shall we say, uh, Aggie logic that put that thing together? Well, it seems like it was an oversight, and a, a lot more than an oversight, Chancellor. I need those documents for all those home hey, games. Hey, listen, to- listen. Sometimes we use Aggie jokes to our advantage. <laughs> Have fun with my region gate down there. I believe I'll come sitting next to you at all the next regents meeting. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, you, have time for, <laughs> you have time for a couple more questions? Give me a glass of water and a glass of I guess I guess we don't have time for a couple more questions. Wow. Big call there by John Sharp on a cell phone. Um, man, I, we're going to have to play back the tape and figure out everything that went on there. Uh, stick with us. We're going to look through that, get into maybe a little bit of it here. Coming up on your other side of Texas, Hullabaloo Connect Connect. Smith South Plains Ford, we're all about a better car buying experience. We understand that shopping for a car is a big deal, and that's why we believe in listening to what matters to you. Come see us in Leveland, where we have a wide selection of new Ford cars and trucks and an excellent sales staff. Love your car, love your dealership at Smith South Plains on Highway 114 in Leveland, Texas, or online at smithsouthplains.com. Love your car, love your dealership, Smith South Plains. Hey, uh, we close out Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1990. What do you got? Safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. A year after the Abernathy Antelopes won the state championship in basketball in men's and women's boys and girls as it were for a free and hassle-free estimate call 806-744-7666 that's 806 that's right uh that's right we did beat the hill center owls that year in regionals uh for a free hassle for and where was i free and hassle-free estimate i'm sure these advertisers are like can you not just get through the read 806-744-7666 
LubbockFileRoom.com. Give them a call today. Love those guys. Use everybody. Uh, these advertisers that you hear on the program, love them all. Hope you'll support them as well. And when you go see them, whether it be commercials or reads or whatever, say, hey, I hang out on the other side of Texas. It's becoming a thing. And I uh, appreciate the name drop there, by the way. Uh, a couple of things to get into. Let's do. Speaking of what do you got, get into a little bit of Regent Gate as we close out the program. Also, the granny. Uh, we have Daniel and the guys have gotten with them, and uh, hopefully, we can get granny who killed this mammoth of an alligator shot it in the head uh, what it, it she hung out a raccoon this is north of houston got a raccoon roadkill raccoon baited it it came up and bit at it and then was trapped and then she shot it one time in the head i believe maybe with a john sharp edition 44 rifle and that's the end of that gator and she is going she says she's not going to waste any of it gonna tan the hide and then make some boots a little shout out here to our friends at flint boot and hat shop can i just bring you gator skin can you do it that way i don't know um so where we're okay regent gate no rager gate wrong gate i am by the way um going to do a little ditty tonight uh, I, I buried the lead I've been told by people you really buried the ge- the lead there in the last piece I wrote on other side of Texas yeah transition from Regent Gate into Rager Gate or Rager Gate into Regent Gate um, I talked about how uh, Francis who apparently I'm told Rick Francis losing his mother trucking mind right now and he ought to be you need to just step down rick francis and i concur with jerry hodge at this point don't burden the governor sarah davis or the senate side of that with seliger perry whoever else don't burden these people do the honorable thing and step down there are way too many questions about conflicts of interest and it's not just well we just ran off uh, Bob Duncan because he need to be run off like this is on you there's no you not come out publicly address any of this and Rick Francis I will give you this you are welcome to come on this show and to discuss this and anything I would have this one request that Texas Tech that Texas Tech releases documents to me before you come on but anytime you want to come on you're welcome to come on I would prefer it be after I actually receive documents from the university based on public information requests. But at the same time, I will ask you the same questions that I've filed. And you better not, you better not stonewall me or it's not going to go. But you're welcome to come on this show. I know that you're awfully concerned about it, Rick Francis. Uh, if you don't want to come on, okay. I, it's unbelievable to me that you've not called Jerry Hodge yet rick francis uh, if you're in your position you you might reach out to jerry hodge and try to tell him your side or is it that you don't have a side to tell 
because until as long as you remain silent it certainly seems that way i can't imagine being the board first of all i can't imagine being the board chairman taking an informal vote behind closed doors and it's five to four and you don't bring it out in the daylight why would you not do that rick francis it just begs questions if it's that close then you bring it out in the daylight and secondly you've got a guy up in the panhandle saying guess what we're going to take that dental school your dental school rick francis on i believe close to rick francis drive or street whatever you call it and you're gonna let this guy big time you why are you letting him you think he's some small fish jerry hodge because i can tell you in lubbock there's a general rule and it's this uh, turn down the radio three two one if you've got young children gonna give you another opportunity here's the rule in lubbock you don't screw with those Amarillo guys because they have a lot of money and they get to a point where they don't care and they've been bucking the system for as long as they've been there that's why they're there anyway so maybe it's understandable that you hadn't reached out to Jerry Hodge but it just makes you look worse and worse and that's political consulting for free uh, here on the other side of Texas for you Jerry Hodge anyway we're gonna write a piece tonight where we delineate the decision that rick francis had to make and why he made it the way he did given his interests in his and i'm not saying financial interests but i will say apparent financial interests in the dental school there in el paso but let's close out this edition with some rager gate this uh, from KCBD, First Bank and Trust of Lubbock, Big Bank in Lubbock, has filed a lawsuit against Rager Auto Mall and a lot of other subsidiaries or fellow partner, whatever, different Rager Auto Group folks, as well as Rick Dykes, Bart Rager, Shane Smith, Sheila Miller, brad burgess and kenneth burgess the document alleges the defendants have breached the agreements and are in default for among other things selling vehicles pledged as collateral to first bank as my children have learned because we sit in the first row above the student section you can't do that the um you can't sell collateral uh, failing to remit required payments for those vehicles to first bank falsely reporting the sales status and location of the collateral in overdrawing regular auto malls checking account at first bank first bank of trust is seeking recovery of monetary relief of more than one million dollars but states it's owed more than three million dollars according to the lawsuit in 2018 first bank began investigating the status of raider rager auto malls inventory at its level and import uh, locations in an effort to monitor vehicle sales information and to identify whether rager auto mall was falsely reporting sales and inventory status 
Through the investigation, officials discovered some of First Bank's collateral had been sold, was missing, or had been double-pledged. Wow. I mean, how do you get into that situation uh, where a local bank is having to come in and figure out where's our money? I don't know. It, it's um, that That's something. Um to be in that situation and say no no it's there it's there but guess what it's not there where is it houdini okay the lawsuit also says there were numerous vehicles sold out of trust others that were simply missing from the floor plan and others that were were double floored and i will say this to the credit of first bank and trust at least they well they're claiming I'll take them at their word. They were doing more than Ford Motor Credit was at the time. Trying, At least it seems that way. More due diligence than Ford Motor Credit uh, at the time. Uh, that is this edition. Tomorrow, get into some Texas Tech football with our friend Chris Level. RedRaiderSports.com and see what else pops oh our friend david langston going to come on the show mullen horton brown why folks may need a lawyer and you don't know you don't know until you get into it david langston tells some entertaining stories about why you may need to have some good folks on retainer or have access to some folks there at mullen horton brown for john sharp on a cell phone maybe we should call it fake john sharp doesn't sound so fake to me uh, John Sharp on this edition as well as Ross Ramsey yeah okay so this text in uh, from Michael that man you're really running down John Sharp and well look I've said this and I'll say it again John Sharp is you know what they say in political circles especially like whenever you get into the legislature and you've got this real crotchety old guy who represents an area and has for a long time they'll say well he's a rear end and i'm not going to use the expletive but uh he's a rear he's a rear end but he's our rear end well that's true with john sharp i mean he was i mean student body president a&m served in the army reserves in vietnam and was a state senator railroad commissioner controller did a lot to modernize state government to make it more efficient um has worked for the aggies and for alzheimer's research and um is maybe the best politician in the state probably is the best politician in the state but you can't convince me that a man who is as good as getting into trouble as he is getting out was not involved here through is john sharp on the cell phone said my boy daniel my boy daniel hodge uh more to follow up there on the other side of texas hey we're on facebook uh, and got another email about our verticals that we put up there way to go daniel uh people really enjoying the parodies that we put up there on our facebook page you can like us on facebook uh, other side of texas just look us up there at ostx show on twitter 
other side of Texas coming at you tonight and more to come, more episodes to come here on the other side. Thanks for hanging out. Be back with you tomorrow right here from the city without Cavalier Gates, the hub city, Lubbock, Texas. See you next time.